You are now listening to Only Yahweh's Truth Makes Sense Part 4 taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website at BethelHouseOfTruth.org to listen to more messages like this one. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy today's message and God bless you. Good morning. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh, Yahshua in the highest. Amen. All right. So we're continuing in this series, Only Yahweh's Truth Makes Sense. This individual series, this part here, um, has to deal with free will, election, promise seed, the negative seed. Let me rephrase that. Free will, promise seed, very elect, and the negative part of God's plan. He has elected people to do that as well. Now, we'll get into a lot of things. Okay, This is a two-part message. You cannot do all this in one. Will not happen. Can't happen. But I am going to simplify this. So that it's easier for you to teach, okay? When you have to instruct someone in this truth here, in this truth. Because without understanding this whole series, without understanding the three earth ages, why we're here in the first place, who we are, understanding that we all didn't come from Adam and Eve, but there is a, a special, all God's children are special, but there's a special group of people, if Ha'adam with the particle in the article, who will bring forth Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's the eighth day creation. Then you have a six day creation. Eth Ha'adam. Without particle in the article. And that's the original races of the earth. But what you have here is. You're going to have free will. Very elect. The promise seed. And the negative part. Of God's plan. The negative seed. Those who've been elected to do certain things in life. Okay. Certain things in life. There is a. A special type of person that's elected to do a special thing for God. And in the first earth age, as we know from the three earth ages, um, from God's word, that the war took, took place in heaven. War took place in heaven in the first earth age. That first earth age will be categorized with the age of the dinosaur. In heaven, that heaven age. And there was an earth age. And those were the first and in that first earth age, God gave every soul that he created free will. Every soul that he created free will. And we know God created a lot of souls. Okay? So each soul had free will. And each soul had their rightful place in their job in heaven. What they've earned in heaven. Tyrus, being Satan, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan, the devil. Um... Lucifer, the bright and morning star because he likes to copy Jesus. And Antichrist, the serpent. A lot of different names for him. But we're going to stick with Tyrus on this one because we're speaking of the first earth age. Tyrus had free will. And his free will was to deceive a third of God's children. And cause them and set up a political system and kingdom. And cause them to betray their father who created all souls. To betray Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Now in doing so a war broke out. And there was a. Mind you everyone has free will. Everyone has free will. At this time. It was Satan's free will. To try to take over heaven. That was his free will. And it was the people. Whoever followed him. It was their free will. To try to take over heaven as well. Along with Tyrus. But then you had people. Who stood by and did nothing. It was their free will to be neutral. That whole mess is on neutral. Being neutral. It's not good. 
who stood by and did nothing, saw what was going on and did nothing about it at all. They wanted to see who was going to win. They should already know God's going to win. He always wins. Amen. But then you had a very special group of people who used their free will to fight for God and with God. Okay. And those are God's elect in this final generation and throughout history. Okay, those are, those were the apostles. Those were the prophets. Those were the um, the ministers of fire of God. Those who carry this truth and understand this truth. Because immediately after, immediately after, um, the cabal. Okay, Satan was chained before God threw him to the earth and destroyed this whole first earth age and the dinosaurs with it. Jeremiah chapter four, nineteen. If you keep reading all the way down to about twenty-seven. There was a wedding that took place. A wedding that sanctified those people who used their free will to fight for God and with God. They became God's elect and his very elect. His elect and the very elect. And those people lived in the flesh in this second earth age, which is almost coming to a close. In this second earth age, teaching, preaching, and taking people from the fire of hell and bringing them to the um, arms of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's where we are. And let's break all this down in the word. That's what we should do. I got some quick kisses for you. Luke 21 verse 5. He's telling you something here. And I want you to hear what he's saying here. Luke 21 5. If you haven't said glory to God. And as some spake of the temple. It's a private conversation. How it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts. He said. As for these things which ye behold. The days will come. And the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Speaking of the temple in Jerusalem, he's saying it's going to be thrown down. And part of that wall of that original temple still stands today. And Satan, when he's here as Antichrist, he's going to make his temple in Mount Zion on the north side where the throne of God would be when he comes back. So that has to be thrown down, seven. And they asked him, saying, Master, teacher, but when shall these things be? Question. And what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? They asked him for a sign. And he said, Take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. Don't follow after them. They're not the Christ. But when ye shall hear of wars and Commotions, be not, be not terrified. For these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. The end will not come yet. A certain amount of things must happen. Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's nothing new under the sun. And great earthquakes, nothing new under the sun. We just had one in Morocco. Okay? Shall be in diverse places. And famines and pestilence, yep. And fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. You got to understand what's going on. It's really, it's, everything he's saying that was going to happen has, is happening right now. Everything. And don't let someone feel you, gash your head with, oh, when they see um, a, a two-car pile-up or a 30-car pile-up on the highway. Oh, that was in the Bible. It was not in the Bible, okay? They be just saying stuff because they're ignorant. 
Verse 12. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues. What synagogues? Satan's synagogues. And into prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony, settle it thereof in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. Never, never do that when you're delivered up as God's elect, those who carry this truth. Because you're going to be delivered up before the enemy, before Satan himself, Antichrist. And he wants you to talk out of turn so that you can commit the unforgivable sin. God's telling you, though, Christ is telling you, don't do that. No matter how much you hate him, don't do that. No matter how much trouble he's caused in your life, don't do that. No matter how much you want to expose him, don't do that. Because the exposing comes from the Holy Spirit speaking through you. For I will give you a mouth in wisdom, which all adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. There's, they can't say nothing at all to what the Holy Spirit's going to say through you. They're going to be convinced. Only God can do that. And ye shall be betrayed both by your parents and brethren and kinfolks. And friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. Death is not what you think in death. Death is another name for Satan, meaning being delivered up. Only the two witnesses will die, but then they will rise again. Revelations 11. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. What's new under the sun? It's a different type of hate when people hate you because of the God that's in you. It's a different type of hate. It really is a different type of hate. And people who think they're holy and they're really not because they have hate in their heart. Something special, right? And this is going to be your own family, your own children, your own parents, friends, stuff like that. People you trust in Christ. But there shall not in here of your head perish. God got you. And your patience possesses your, ye your souls. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, the armies of Satan, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Satan himself is present. Understand that. We're getting to the nitty gritty. Not really. Let's go to Mark 13. You can leave there. Mark 13. Verse 14. He just talked about the desolation. He who makes everything desolate. Because he is the entity that does so. Antichrist. Satan himself. Mark 13 verse 14. One verse for this. And then we're going to skip to verse 19. Watch this. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation, there it is, spoken by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, bad translation, it shouldn't be it, it should be he ought not, standing where he ought not, let him that readeth understandeth, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. The end's coming. Skip all the way down to verse 19 for me. For in those days shall be afflictions such as was not from the beginning of the creation which God created unto this time, neither shall be. It's going to be the worst time. This is He's saying it's going to be worse than the catabol. Than the overthrow of Satan. That's how bad it's going to be. Watch this. And except that the Lord have shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, there's that word elect. For the elect's sake, 
election, those who are chosen, those who are called, that's what that means. Those who are anointed by God to have this truth in the seal of God. Whom he have chosen, he have shortened the days because of those that he chose. And then if any man shall say to you, lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ, antichrist, and false prophets, antichrist, shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce. That is even expatio, wholly seduce. If it were possible, even the elect, but it's not possible. Remember that. But take heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. He told you all things. And if God is, if Christ is saying, I foretold you all things, there is no excuse. There is no excuse to those who can hear all things. So we got why. We just learned why they're being delivered up. We learned who's being delivered up, the elect of God. Amen. Those people with this truth. And we learned when. Got three W's. And we also learned what they'll be saying. Now we got the four W's. When you have four W's, you can teach a subject. Okay? That's exactly what I'm about to do. Teach a subject to you. Let's go to Revelations. Revelations 12. Back of the book. We've been here a lot in this series, have we not? Revelations 12. And again, Revelations 12 is... Is a little chapter, 17 verses, but it has to do with more, a larger time span than any other chapter in the Word of God. Because it gives you the first earth age, it gives you the second earth age, it gives you right at the sixth trump, it gives you all these things. It's pretty cool. It gives you the time of Jesus Christ, His birth. Revelation 12, 1. 12, 1. You're going to get two. Here you're going to have, um, you're going to see a wonder. A great wonder in heaven. Okay? Watch this. If you have it, say glory to, glory to God. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. This is the first earth age. A woman clothed with the sun. This is Mother Israel. Okay? And the moon under her feet. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars for the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay? Watch this. And she being with child, this goes all the way. Watch this. She's about to give birth to the first earth age. And she being with child, this is wisdom even. You can even throw that in there too. Because with wisdom, God created the first earth age. With wisdom, God created the second earth age. With wisdom, God going to create the third earth age. And what does God call wisdom? Mother wisdom. In the book of Proverbs. And she, being with child, cried travailing in birth and pain to deliver an earth age. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. After all that was done, her first earth age done everything. Psalms 104 declares and it tells you the greatness of God and how he created it. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. This is a negative wonder. And behold, a great red dragon. That will be Satan. Having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. Now, we know that this is his political system. And this is that same political system that he will use when he is here and kicked out of heaven at the sixth trump. And we talked about that, um, I think, on Wednesday or last week concerning Revelations 13. The same political system he will use. Verse 4, 
and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven. The stars of heaven are God's children. He drew a third of God's children. It's a lot of children. Millions. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered. For to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now we went all the way to the time of Jesus Christ being born. Verse 5, this declares that we're speaking of Jesus Christ being born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. That's only one, Jesus Christ. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. He died, he rose, he went to the, his throne. You see the span of time in that? You see that, right? It's pretty amazing. Verse 6, and the woman fled. Into the wilderness. This is when the um, Gabriel woke up Joseph and said, I need you to take the child and his mother to Egypt. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, always prepared, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score, three and a half years. That's beautiful. My question to you is. This is my question to you. Do you know who you are? Do you know there, there was a war in heaven? Okay? And if I keep reading down, um, which I'm not going to, but if um, let me see. And there was war in heaven, Michael and Zandra fought against the dragon, the dragon fought in the it was war in heaven, okay? At the Cabo. And my question to you, to those who are listening, to those who are here too, okay? I need you to be get sure and and complete and have guarantee in your spirit do you know who you are question have you always known that there is more to the word of God than you've been taught do you think okay do you think um, it's a coincidence that you're here listening to the voice of Yahweh from the Holy Spirit in the true name of Jesus Christ it's not it's not a coincidence at all that's how Yahweh works. It's exactly how he works. Now, so there's a group of people who lived on earth and still do, who have this truth and are Yahweh's elect. And those who are the very elect will live in this final generation. But the prophets, the apostles, and those who have this truth and who passed on are the remnant. They are in heaven now. Israel is the promised seed. Through Isaac shall the seed be called. And through Isaac will come Jesus Christ. Amen. All the way down to David. All the way down to Mary. And everyone else is free will. Jeremiah 1. Let's prove this calling here. Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm going to give you emphatic truth that cannot be denied that election exists. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 4 Because of what Jeremiah did and all God's elect in the first earth age they're here 
today, and they were here before Christ as prophets, um, during Christ as a prophet, John the Baptist being the last one. And then the apostles, and then in those who the apostles spoke and taught this truth to. And then now in this final generation today, those who carry this truth are God's elect. Let us read this. Jeremiah 1, 4. 1, 4. God has chosen them because of what they did in the first earth days. That means he can trust them. If you have a say, glory to God. Glory to God. Then the word of the Lord Yahweh came unto me, saying, he's talking to Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. So before is um, first earth age. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Listen now. This, this, this rings all the bells with me. I sanctified thee. I set you aside. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. If that's not elect, I don't know what is. Then said I, this is Jeremiah speaking, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. He was only 15. 13, 15, one of them. But the Lord Yahweh said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee, with thee, to deliver thee, God's sacred name there, saith the Lord Yahweh. There it is again. Then the Lord Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over nations and over kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Look at Jeremiah's commission. It's awesome. His commission is your commission. His commission is my commission. This is God's elect. There is no denying it. Only Satan would try to deny it and say it's not. Yahweh saying, I'm taking you out of the equation. You hear what just happened here? I'm taking you, yourself, out of the equation. And I'm giving you what you should say. I'm not allowing you to do it. Because if you do it, then you're just like a regular person that I didn't call. I'm allowing myself, my spirit, to give you what I want my children to have and to hear. For God knows best. He's saying, I will protect you. And I'm giving you power. So it's not you. But it's me working in you. It's me working my power and my wisdom in you. Does that sound familiar to you? Does that sound familiar like when the very elects delivered up before the synagogue of Satan? And God's giving them his power, his wisdom, his words through the Holy Spirit. Same thing he told Jeremiah here. That's how you know someone's God's elect. Teach someone who's teaching anyway. Let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1. Ezekiel 1.26. Now this is after God came to Ezekiel and he had his vehicle with him. Okay? 
And he, Ezekiel, never seen anything like this because this, the technology is way past our time and it's way past his time. So he's like, what is this? God carried his throne on his vehicle with him along with the, the Zoom or the Zoe, whatever one you want to call them. And they're here. And God's going to tell Ezekiel and give him his commission. The same thing as Jeremiah. So Ezekiel 1 verse 26. If you have it, say glory to God. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of the of a throne. As the appearance of sapphire stone and upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man upon it. We are made in the image of the living God. We are made in the image of the living God. It is not a man. Wherever God is, Christ is there as well. And I saw as the color of amber, highly polished bronze, so that means, as the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, it flowed. And I saw as it were the appearance of fire, because God is a consuming fire. And it had brightness round about as the appearance of a bowl that is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord Yahweh. And it's beautiful. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. Oh, I love this book, Ezekiel. And I will speak unto thee. Stand on your feet, and I will speak unto you. For God don't like to talk to people laying down. He needs you to stand up so you can receive his word, so that you can take it in. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, and set me upon my feet. And I heard him that spake unto me. This is God speaking to Ezekiel. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel, to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this day, and I will add even until this day. For they are imputed children, stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them, and thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Yahweh. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a rebellious house, yet shall they know that there have been a prophet among you. This is him telling him what he must do, and not to be afraid. And thou, son of man, be not afraid of, their, of them, neither be afraid of their words. Thou briars and thorns be with thee, and thou doest dwell among scorpions. Listen to what he's saying here. He's saying, you're among scorpions. Scorpions bite. This is how, and they're supposed to be religious. You're among fake people. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. Though they be a rebellious house, and thou shalt speak my words unto them. Here you go, right there. Speak my words. Sounds like what? When you are delivered up before the synagogue of Satan. When God's elect's delivered up before the synagogue of Satan. He says, have, have no rehearsal in your mind or in your brain. For you will speak the words of the Holy Spirit, which are the words of the living God. Seven again. And thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. 
for they are most rebellious. They do not listen to good advice. They do not listen to wisdom. They do not listen to my voice at all, God saying. But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. Don't do what they do. And when I look, behold, and hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. And he spread it before me, and it was written within and without. That means it was full. And there was writing, limitation, mourning, and woe. A sad song. A very sad song. Ezekiel 3. Stay right here. Let's go. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this scroll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. The word of God. With that limitation, that mourning, and that woe. And he, said, and he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. That's how sweet the truth is. But it always has, it's pretty bitter. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, go get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them, not yours, mine. You should never take your words and replace and, and put them in the place of God's words. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Ezekiel 3 verse 6. Not to many people of strange speech, not to the six-day creation, and of a hard language whose words thou cannot understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. Do you hear that? He's saying, if I sent you to the six-day creation, they would have listened to you. That says, the six-day creation, you will find God's very elect within the six-day creation. He said, if I sent you to them, they will hear you. If I sent them to you, you they would understand. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. So if they're not, they won't listen to you because they don't listen to me. But I need you to tell them anyway, whether they will hear or whether they will, whatever, whatever, or whether they will forbear. <laughs> For all the house of Israel is impudent, is impudent and hard-hearted, stubborn, just stubborn humans who want to do what they want to do. Have no consequences at all. That's why he says, "Give them my word." So there's, because there's record of it once you give it to them. There's, it's on record. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. Yes, he has. As an adamant harder than flint stone. Last part, stone. Don't you understand what he's saying, speaking of here? Have I made thy forehead? Fear them not; neither be dismayed at their looks. Though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. So, what is God saying to Ezekiel, son of man? He's saying to him, we're going to 15. He, say, he said unto him, take my words, not your own. Don't be afraid of how they look at you. Don't be afraid of what they say to you. Don't be afraid of what they try to do to you because I got your back. I got your back. But speak my words to them, whether they will hear it or whether they will not hear it. Speak my words to them. Speak that truth. Give them that wisdom. Because then it's documented. And once it's documented. That you spoke to them through 
me, by me, they got a problem if they don't take heed. Lessons will be learned. 11. And go, get thee to them of the captivity, unto the children of thy people, and speak unto them, and tell them, thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. For the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing saying, Blessed be the glory of the Lord Yahweh from this place. Yes, deserving praise, deserving praise to God. I heard also the noise of wings, the zoom, of the living creatures, that's what that is, the zoom, the zoe, that touch one another, and the noise of the wheels over against them, and a noise of a great rushing. God's vehicle is leaving. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in bitterness. I went in bitterness because of all the foolishness that's going on with this stiff-necked people in the heart of my spirit. But the hand of the Lord Yahweh was strong upon me. Then I came unto them of the captivity at um, Talabib that dwelt by the river of Kibar, and I sat where they sat and remained there astonished among them seven days. Spiritual completeness. Listen now. There is no delaying election here at all. It is Yahweh's power. It is Yahweh's wisdom. It is Yahweh's purpose. It is his plan. It is his protection. False teachers are not called by Yahweh. They're appointed by man and by Satan. They don't have this truth. Therefore, they can't be God's elect. God's elect are called to Yahweh's holy service by his power and by his might and by his Holy Spirit. That's why he says, speak with my words, not your own. My words, whether they will hear it or whether they won't hear it. Whether they like it or whether they don't like it. As you know my saying, I really don't care if you like it or you don't. It really don't matter. If I'm giving you wisdom, take it because it's marked down in God's book. Okay, it's marked in his book. Let's go to Matthew 4, 18. You look bad, not me. Christ speaking again. Let's hear him. I'm nailing down the election here. There's so much more we have to do next week concerning the election. It's, it's crazy. Matthew 4, 18. If you have it, say glory to God. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And again, they were more than just fishers. They owned a commercial fishing company. This was their life. This is their livelihood. This is what they did for a living. Okay. Peter had 20 large boats. 20 large boats. Okay. 20 large boats. That, that literally means he was one of the largest fishing companies on the Sea of Galilee. Okay. 20 large boats. And his brother and his wife. Okay. And the rest of his family, he had a lot of employees. Peter. Now, I want you to understand, that's the history of Peter and his brother, though. The reason I'm telling you this, because when Christ calls, you give up everything. When he calls you and you're his elect, you give up everything. And you make his life your life. You make his purpose your purpose. That's the difference between God's elect and free will. Watch this, 19. And he saith unto them, follow me. Simple as that. Follow me. He knows exactly who they are. He understands exactly who they are. 
and they don't even know who they are right now, but they know when their creator speaks to them. Follow me. Let's go. And I will make you fishers of men. Praise God. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Left everything. Do you? Peter would even, um, his brother wasn't married, but Peter was married. He had daughters. Okay. He left his wife and his two kids. He said, I have to go. And she said, I understand. I understand. God's elect have a special relationship with Yahweh and Jesus Christ. They're not normal. There's nothing normal about them at all. They listen to the voice of God. They hear the voice of God. And when God speaks to them and he says, follow me, it's time to go. This is election. It's another example of election. They drop everything and they do their master's will. Praise God. 21. And going on from thence, he saw another two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. And they ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, same thing, follow me. And they also had a commercial fishing business. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. Gave up family, father, friends, everything, and follow Christ. It takes a special person. It takes God's elect to do so, to give up their life, their old way, for the new way. God's elect. If you're not God's elect, you can't do that. And that's just the truth. There's no way you can do that. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. They never seen Jesus. They never seen Jesus before because he just came. He's just starting his ministry. He just got back from Glastonbury, England with Joseph of Arimathea. And he was there from when he was um, 12 all the way till he started his ministry. So he just got back. He was just tempted. He was baptized by John, went up to the mountains, tempted by the devil, 40 days, 40 nights. Then he came down and finding his disciples, picking them out. You, 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 I know you, I know you. You have the mark of God. You have the mark of God. You have the tall of God. You have the tall of God. You have the tall of, of God. I see it in your eyes. Let's go. That's, who he's, that's what he's doing here. There, there's no sawdust trail, okay? Or no, no trail of dirt where they're like, come on down. When you try to get people's bodies into it and spirits into it and make them walk down to the altar and give their life to Jesus. It's not that. It's instant. It's instant. You know when, the, when your father, when God speaks to you, God's elect, no. That it's time to follow. It's exactly what it is. I want you to see here. When Yahweh and Christ calls you because you are his elect. You truly drop everything and all your old ways and become a new person with Yahweh's ways from the first earth age. You become that person that you was in the first earth age. There is no, um, there's no guessing. Oh, I don't know if this is for me or I can't do it or I, um, it, I, I can't change. There is an overwhelming feeling that comes upon you when you are God's elect and when you are called of God. To do the will of the living God. Genesis 25. Genesis 25. Genesis 25. 
verse 19. Now, more proof of election here. Genesis 25, 19. We got Rebecca here having two babies in their belly. Esau and Jacob. We're going to start with verse 19. Genesis 25, 19. If you have it, say glory to God. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Now, who was Isaac? Isaac means laughter because Sarah didn't believe. Okay. But she laughed. And God says, name, name him Isaac. And through Isaac shall the seed be called. So therefore, through Jacob, Isaac's son, which means hill grabber, Esau meaning red, because Esau would, this, you got two nations in her belly here. Two nations. Okay, one Esau was elected to become the communistic nations of the world, Russia. Okay, the second, well, the second superpower. They're trying to get back in power, but every time they do, God throws them down. But they, they're, they're, they got some weight. Jacob, which means hill grabber or supplanter, because he grabs. Esau's hill to make sure he gets that birthright when he comes out of that womb. Amen. Because they were twins. He is the, he is the um, father of the free nations of the world. America, Great Britain, um, Australia, all the free nations that believe in Yahweh. That's Jacob, Israel, all of them. And he also would bring forth the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay. All 12 of them. So listen close. So here you have the negative part of God's plan. Esau was elected to become the negative part of God's plan, part of it. And Jacob was elected to become the free nations, the positive part of God's plan. Which will eventually bring forth our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay? 19 again. And these are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham began Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. The daughter of um, Bethuel, the um, siren of Pandanaram, and the sister of Laban of Siran. And Isaac entreated the Lord Yahweh for his wife. She wasn't pregnant yet because she was barren. And Isaac wanted to have kids. And the Lord Yahweh was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the children struggled together within her. Imagine having Russia and America in the womb. You know it's a struggle, right? It's an absolute struggle. Because it's a struggle today. It's always been a struggle. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord Yahweh. And the Lord Yahweh said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Yeah, the elder shall serve the younger. The younger is America, the elder is Rush, Russia. 24. And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there was twins in her womb. And the first came out red, named Esau, which means red. 
all over like a hairy garment. So it's, it's kind of a scary baby, right? Kind of a scary baby. And they called his name Esau because he's red. What? All right, 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. Thus goes his name, Jacob, heel grabber. And his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was threescore years old when she bare them. And the boys grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter and a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of the venison, but Rebekah loved Jacob as a mother would. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with, this, with that same red porridge. There's a famine, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. Edom, which, be, which would later be changed to Russia or Rush by the vulgar, and then later changed again to Russia. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. Here we go, surplanting. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. He's so dramatic. I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? Question. Didn't care about it anyway. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob for some porridge. And Jacob even, and Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised, and let me say that again, he despised his birthright. He didn't care about his birthright. He didn't care what his family was into. He didn't care about what um, God has provided for his dad and his mom and his grandpa and his great-grandpa and how they came up. He did not care. That is not God's elect. God's elect care. They are compassionate. That's a sign of God's elect. They are similar to God. They are compassionate. Let's go a little further with this here. When you don't care about your birthright, as the firstborn, the firstborn gets everything. Okay? The firstborn is like, bang, set up. Okay? Completely set up. The firstborn gets everything. When you're truly serving God, God's going to make sure your firstborn gets everything. He's going to make sure it trickles down. That's who God is. That's who he is. That's exactly who he is. And I want you to see that. I want you to understand that. So as you see here, Esau hated his birthright. Which means he hated Yahweh and all his holy ways. Did not care for them. As you know, Esau would not marry. Jacob and Rebekah, they were so worried about who Esau would marry. And Esau made sure that he did not marry who Rebekah and, Je and um. Isaac wanted him to marry. They married. He married outside of Israel. On the outside of Israel, someone who was not an Israelite. Because he despised his birthright. And that says a lot when you do that. You despise your birthright. It's a horrible person, basically. Just a horrible human. It's not good. So how could God have any love towards Esau? Let's let's go to um let's go to Malachi. Let's get this right. We'll be here in a minute. 
Malachi, last book of the Minor Prophets. Malachi, chapter 1, verse 1. Esau wanted to do what he wanted to do. Did he not? This is why he was elected to be the negative part of God's plan. Watch this. Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. If you have it, say glory to God. The burden of the word of the Lord Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Lord Yahweh. Yet say, wherein hast thou loved us? Never satisfied. Never content. Never fulfilled. Never appreciating God or his heritage. Watch this. I... Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Yeah. Saith the Lord Yahweh. Yet I love Jacob. And I hated Esau. Now hold on. If this is an election. I don't know what it is. Because how in the world could God hate a baby? Hmm? From the womb. How in the world could God hate a little tiny infant? From the womb. Babies are cute. Esau wasn't cute. <laughs> he came out hairy and red like an animal or something. Because he is an animal. That's who he, he, he is. An, he has animal-like tendencies. And God says, I loved, but Esau, I hated. I hated him. Why? Because of what Esau did in the first earth age. It's not the little baby. It's the soul inside the little baby. It's the soul that God hates. So therefore, God being a recycler, a recycle, uh, um, recycler, and how he recycles souls, okay? And he recycled the soul that he created in the first earth age, and he saw what they did in the first earth age, and then he says, okay, Esau, because you hated me, because you worked with Tyrus, I therefore am going to place you in the womb with Jacob, who I love, who I know I can trust, and y'all two going to rumble in there, and then later in life, his children, his descendants, are going to be the free world, blessed of God, and then you're going to be in a snowy, messed up area, not blessed of God. And it ain't because you're a baby, it is because you tried to kill me along with Tyrus. I have every right to hate you, because you despise your birthright. So there I, I have elected you to become communistic Russia. And what do they do in Russia with the Bible? They put it in big bins and they burn them and they warn themselves outside, the soldiers do. What do they do with the church houses in Russia? They store ammunition and missiles and grenades and guns inside the churches, those beautiful churches in Russia. What do they do in Russia? Anyone who speaks of Jesus Christ or of God in Russia will be punished. That's what it is. Russian Christians suffer in Russia. But I have nothing against Russia. Nothing at all. Their system I have a problem with. The people know. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith the Lord Yahweh. Of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down, and they shall call them the border of wickedness. 
and the people against whom the Lord Yahweh have indignation forever. What? What? If that's not election, I don't know what is. That is the negative part of God's plan. Let's keep reading the verse 5. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord Yahweh be, will be magnified from the border of Israel. Now let's break this down for a second. What did Jacob become the free nations of the world? What part of the globe that is the free nation compasses Russia? Alaska. Alaska is part of America. It's part of Jacob. Alaska compasses Russia, and we actually brought it for them for $7 million. Stewart's folly. History. Greatest purchase ever. And the fact that we brought that from them, and they were oblivious, God's saying, I will magnify myself from the border of Israel. Israel is America. It is founded by Jerusalem. It is founded by the people of Israel. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for the truth that's given. Isaiah 65 to close this out. Isaiah 65. Free will. The very election, the promise seed, the negative seed. Promise seed again is Israel. Within Israel, there is the very elect as well because the apostles, the prophets, okay? The very elect are the very elect that Paul himself was elected by Jesus Christ to teach the word of God to. We're going to get into all that next week. Free will is anyone without this truth. Isaiah 65. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory. Verse 1. I am. I am sought of them that ask not for me. Say, I'm sought by the Gentiles. And, it, and they're not supposed to be asking for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me. Behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. He's not speaking of Israel. He's speaking of the Gentiles here. I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people. Now he's speaking of Israel. Which walketh in a way that was not good. After their own thoughts. Most people only think of self. And never can think of the thoughts of Yahweh. And how what your actions make Yahweh feel. It's most people. That's because they don't have a true walk with them. A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face. That sacrificeth in gardens. And burneth incense upon altars of brick. Grove worship. Satan worship. Demonic worship, falsehood worship, worshiping worldliness, self-righteous ways, which remain among the graves and lodge in the monuments, which eat swine's flesh and broth of abominable things in their vessels. They claim to be servants of the Most High God, but they eat all the bad things that God said not to eat. And if you know better and you don't do better, it becomes an abomination in the eyes of God. It just does. And if and if someone wants to be like Esau. And know better. And still choose not to do better. It's pretty much your problem. You pretty much got a problem. Would say stand by thyself. Come not near to me. Don't you come near to me. For I am holier than thou. 
Hmm. You think you're so holy that you can't talk to someone? You think you're so holy? You're a Gentile. Don't come talk to me. Don't pour over me. You're you're a you're a, you're a um <laughs> you're a um you can't you can't talk to me. I'm holy, holier than thou. That's how God sees them. He's listen to what he says. These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all the day. Yahweh's not happy with these hypocrites, these fakes. These um, fancy liars, these haters, these play actors. He's not happy with them. But the crazy thing is they have the truth. Israel has the truth. You have the truth. Amen? You have the truth. And guess what? If you have the truth, and you say to yourself, don't come near me, I'm holier than thou. I can't help, I, I can't help you. You're in the world and of the world. God's not, listen, God's not saying, I need you to go to the club and sit in the club and help as many people you can. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I bring them to you. You do your job for me. Let me speak through you and, and bring them to my arms. Simple as that. He's not saying, go play, um, go be double-minded. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will recompense even a recompense unto their bosom. I'm going to punish them for being fake. For being hypocrites. For being holier than thou. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord Yahweh, which have burned incense upon the mountains and blasphemed me upon the hills. Therefore will I measure your former work unto your bosom. These hypocrites are going to get everything they got coming to them unless repentance takes place. Unless they give their life completely to God. Unless they begin to believe in the true Christ. This is why they wanted to kill Paul. This is why they crucified Peter upside down. This is why they boiled James in oil. This is why they threw Jeremiah in the well for six months. This is why they did the things that they did to um, Paul. They stoned him over and over again. Who are you to tell us what we believe? Paul's trying to tell them you believe wrong. The Gentiles are allowed now. And they are God's elect. Thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Yahweh, as the new wine is found in a cluster, and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. There's a blessing in the new wine. And that new wine is the Gentiles. So I will do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Yahweh's elect will be spared, because they're not self-righteous. Hypocrites. Because they're not holier than thou. And I will bring forth a seed out of Jacob. There it is. And out of Judah, an inheritor of my mountains. Read this with me. Mine elect shall inherit it, and my servants shall dwell therein. Will inherit what? Christ said, give them no inheritance, for I am their inheritance. So therefore they are inheriting Mount Zion. They are inheriting the kingdom of God. They are inheriting the earth. Everything on the earth that God created, God says, I give to them. Glory to God. And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks. And the valley of Achor of trouble, that's what it means, a place for the herds to lie down and for my people and me that have sought me. Even in Jacob's trouble, Yahweh elect still will be teaching truth when they're delivered up before the synagogue of Satan. 
Jacob's trouble being the time of Antichrist. 11. But ye are they that forsook the Lord, that for, forget my holy mountain, and prepare a table for that troop gad. Um, word to the wise, one of the tribes. And that furnish the drink offering unto the number, mini. The number of fake gods. You have this truth, but yet still, you worship fake gods. You have this truth, but yet still, yet in still, you worship other gods. You, you are in the world and of the world. You won't listen to reason. You won't listen to my wisdom. You won't take my advice. But yet and still, you do the things of the world and will not worship me the way you're supposed to. This is a problem. If you think about this for one second, I want you to think about this real hard for one second. Think about when, think about why Israel was so angry at Jesus Christ. Think about it. Think about why they were so angry at the apostles. Think about why they were so angry at Elijah and they wanted to destroy him. Think about why they were so angry at the prophets. Because they were telling them about themselves. And they didn't want to hear it because it was coming directly from God. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from you, Jeremiah. This is what King the King said to Jeremiah. I do not want to hear from you. Jeremiah is called of God by God, and he said, "Teach my words." He said, "I." They said, "I do not want to hear from you unless you got something prophesying in my favor." And he said, "I don't, but I have a warning for you." And they said, "Take him and put him back in the well." It's pretty sad. Watch this. 12. Therefore I will number you to the sword, and ye shall all bow down to the slaughter. Because when I called, ye did not answer, and I spake, ye did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and did choose that wherein I did not. You chose Antichrist. You will choose Antichrist. Reason being is because you don't believe that the true Christ came. So therefore, therefore, thus goes um, God putting them in a slumber, Israel, as, you, as we'll read next week, he's putting them in, he put them in a slumber so that they do not commit the unforgivable sin and he can keep his promise that he made to Abraham. That's why they are called the promise seed, the promise seed. Because if it wasn't for the delivering up of God's very elect in this final generation, the Holy Spirit speaking through them, Israel would fall for the first Christ that come. But because God's elect will speak, and the Holy Spirit will speak through them. They will hear because the truth is already there. And that seal will release. And it will open up that truth within their mind. And their eyes will open as Paul's eye opened when Christ said to him, You are my elect. As we'll get to next week. Praise God. Verse 13. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servants shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink. But ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart. Let me tell you something. God's elect are happy. Okay? They some happy people. They don't pretend to be happy. They don't make up just be, they don't put on face because someone's around. They are happy regardless. That's who they are. That's who they are. 
Behold, my servant shall sing for joy, fortune again of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and shall howl for vexation of spirit. And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen, for the Lord God shall slay thee and call his servants by another name, not by yours, that he would bless himself in the earth, that he who blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. Meaning what? You will not be blessed in the earth unless you bless yourself in God of truth. Amen? That's what it means. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and because they are hid from mine eyes. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. Listen to your father. I create a new heaven and a new earth. That's what I create. A new heaven and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. You, you will not remember any of the foolishness that went on in your life. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I created. Which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her nor the voice of crying. Why? Because we're entering into a new earth age and a new heaven age where only dwelleth righteousness. There shall be no more fence an infant of days, nor an old man that have not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. We talk a lot about how you want your ladder in to be in life, right? If there's no correcting of the stuff that you do in your youth, and there's no changing of who you are and coming to the way of God, first of all, you're not God's elect. Second of all, okay, you're a bad person. If you believe in Jesus Christ, why not go full into Jesus Christ and accept the glory and accept the, the grace and accept the mercy, the grace that's given to you, he expects you to give. 21. And they shall build houses and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. Not like today, right? Today, you build something and you grow something, you taxed on it. Amen? God's saying no more of that. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Is there an election? Yes, there is. There absolutely is. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord Yahweh. You hear this? And their offspring with them, if you teach them properly. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while... They are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. This is only the next earth age and the next heaven age. And the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. And dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. That holy mountain is Mount Zion, where God's kingdom will be, where new Jerusalem will be. 
It is a beautiful thing to be God's elect. As Yahweh's elect, we inherit all things from Yahweh. Free will must choose to give their lives to Christ. It's their choice, whether they do it or whether they don't do it. Because Yahweh will not force them at all. Because they are free will. And on judgment day, if he forces someone to serve Jesus Christ and to come into service in him or even to love him, they can say on judgment day, Lord, you forced me to do this. Because I was going to do it anyway. They have to do it on their own. Or it ain't real. Love must leave. This is how love works. Love must leave the entity that it's coming from and go to the other entity that it wants to go to. Amen? And that's love. And then it must come back the same way. If not, it's not love. And this is their decision to make alone. Because when war broke out in heaven in the first earth age, some of those free will people chose to use their free will to do nothing at all but to be neutral, which is very bad. And Christ and God, Christ would say in the book of Rome, Revelations, he would say, talk concerning the churches. If you are neutral, if meaning lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. God hates neutral. I hate neutral. You should hate neutral. It's not good. That means that whatever side would win, you would have chose that side. Okay? You should already have your side picked already. Amen? Either you're good or bad. You can't be both. They wait to see who would win. Yahweh or Tyrus. Then you have others who joined Tyrus and tried to take over and to destroy Yahweh and Jesus Christ and the angels and Yahweh's elect. That's what they use their free will for, to fight against God and Melchizedek. And then you have some, a very slim few, and there's not a lot of God's elect, to fight with Yahweh and Christ against Tyrus and his goons. So as you see, the battle was a mess, and the battle goes on. It continues. The battle continues. But Yahweh and Christ came out on top. Thank Yahweh and Jesus Christ. So ask yourself, what did I do, or who am I? We'll continue this topic of election next week in the next lecture. Remember to stay in the grace of God because that's what he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. Again, I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.